When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Okay, guys doing a quick show because love you guys and you guys asked for it and just wanted input on the, uh, these two games tonight that got postponed so we got Tuesday night football here with a double header going on at the exact same time so we got the Rams uh, hosting Seattle and Philly hosting Washington basically these are one-way traffic games in my opinion uh, the Rams line isn't nearly high enough the Rams are favored by seven I think the Rams are winning double digits in this one. I'm just being perfectly blunt. I'm hammering the Rams. I already hammered the Rams line. It was minus six and a half. I kept hammering it. Seattle has nothing to play for here. Just pride. Uh, the banged up team. And uh, Tyler Lockett's in COVID protocol. Uh, you got a couple of folks missing on the Seahawks side. And, you know, people want to force in DK Metcalf tonight. And I just think it's a terrible play. I think it's a terrible play. Uh, it, perfectly honest, you've got the fact that the Rams already have a good secondary. It's not just Jalen Ramsey. They have guys who can cover. And now, without Lockett to actually be a threat, you can just double DK every time he's on the field. It doesn't even matter. Ramsey can follow him into the slot, and he has help over the top. The Rams aren't dumb. They know what they're doing. So, to me, I don't understand trying to force DK when he and Russ haven't been on the same page the entire season. Like, why are we trying to make a play here that has not, that has been non-existent the entire year? No, that is the word for it. Non-existent. There is nothing here with DK Metcalf to warrant consideration, honestly, in this matchup, other than a hope and a prayer. Because to me, again... I don't see how Seattle puts up 10 points in this game. I think the Rams are putting up 30. <laughs> like, this could be just a slaughter of a game, and I don't see how Seattle puts up 10. I really have a tough time seeing it because you've got, okay, Rashad Penny at uh, running back. He's looked okay. But the Rams, yes, have they given up some games where a bit more yards on the ground than you would have expected them to? Yeah, it's, it's 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 not as great as they have been in the past. But it's still Aaron Donald. I'm not banking on Seattle just plotting their way through. And you know Seattle's going to run the ball, especially with Lockett out. Like, they're not going to turn into a pass-happy offense with Tyler Lockett out. But I don't think they're going to have that much success running the Rock either. And uh, Rashad Penny got priced up. So to me, it doesn't make sense try to play the Seattle side of the, uh, this slate. I was like, I'm not playing Russell Wilson. I'm going to be, I may be near complete fate of 
DK Metcalf. And the only reason why it, he might be in some lineups is because there's another guy I'm going to say here is a complete fade too. Uh, that's also a high price wide receiver in Terry McLaurin, but we'll get to that game shortly. But I, you know, I just don't see the rationale of playing DK tonight. I think the Rams have so many advantages on the offensive side over Seattle's defense that, you know, you got Jamal Adams who has been terrible in coverage this year in the safety spot. I mean, between Odell and Van Jefferson, one of those guys is getting a home run ball tonight from uh, Matt Stafford. I don't know who. So what am I going to do? I'm probably going to play both Odell and Van Jefferson. And guess what? Because I'm fading DK and McLaurin, I can I can fit in Cooper Cup too. I can fit in all three Rams wide receivers. So I I catch everybody with my Stafford bills because Stafford got priced too low on DK uh, for this two game slate. It, to me, I just don't get it. Like the pricing's too soft. It makes it too easy. So t- to me, I have to do a concentrated stack of Rams because I think that's the game with, with the actual points today. So that's why I'm talking about this game first. I I don't see how Philly scores more than 28 points unless Washington just gives uh gives up a ton of points. So like to me, the Rams are to play tonight in terms of offensive pieces. I just think that they're going to put up points on Seattle, and Seattle's not going to do that well offensively. So you're going to get even more possessions from the Rams because of all the three and outs Seattle's going to have. So once you get to that stage. You're going to see a lot of cases where the Rams are going to be able to run the ball, and this comes down to the decision point. Because to me, the decision point comes down to who's going to be the late game hammer for the Rams. Is it going to be Darrell Henderson or is it going to be Sony Michelle? The issue that I see, and I can't, I I can't make a definitive call. Well, I am going to make a definitive call, but. I don't have any data points or rationale to base it off of other than gut feel, if you get what I'm saying, is the fact that Darrell Henderson's been uh, out with COVID. Uh, uh, he had COVID. He's been in protocol the time. He's he's back fine now. But what we've seen is when these guys have missed time, and this is what happened over the weekend with Miles Gaskin, you know, I didn't know it, and I, sh- uh, you know, shame on me for not uh, – Checking some of the beat writers uh, this week. I saw Gaskin in protocol. I didn't realize it was for, because he had the positive test and not just being in proximity to someone with a positive test. To me, you know, Duke Johnson getting all the practice work, that should have been a telltale sign that he was going to be the lead back against the Jets. I missed it. And, you know, basically everyone else in the industry missed it too, because Duke Johnson was like 0.5% owned in uh, an all DK contest this week. Whereas Miles Gaskin was in the 17, 18% ownership range uh, in most contests, and even higher and higher stakes, he was over 20%. So to me, you know, we all missed it. But, you know, what, what now I'm, as I'm seeing uh, these protocol and seeing who got the practice reps, to me, Sony Michelle still seems to be the guy. It's not like Darrell Henderson was tearing it up either. So between Michelle and Henderson, they're both been kind of meh, to be perfectly honest. Like, the Rams miss Cam Akers so badly. But, you know, be that as it may, I have to lean towards Sony Michelle being the late-game hammer as they just salt this game away in the second half because they're up by so many points. So, to me, in the first half, this comes down to how many drives can the Rams put up points in through their passing attack before they just start uh, taking the air out the ball in the second half and just run it down Seattle's throats. 
uh, because I think whoever's the lead back, and I like I said, I believe it's going to be Sonny Michel, uh, they don't really mix and match running backs. They they kind of pick a guy and go with it. Uh, am I going to hedge and cover myself by playing a Henderson uh, build, uh, the same build, my main build, but play it with Henderson in, in a couple of contests? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, that's, that's what you, you should be doing, just to hedge yourself. In, ca- in case I like you get it wrong, but it's like basically it'll probably be 90 10 um, Henderson um, versus um, I mean, 90 10 Michelle versus uh, Henderson, uh, like 90% Michelle. Uh, again, it, it's it's a gut call, but I, I honestly think that at the lower price tag, people are going to take the chance with um, uh, with uh, uh, Henderson over. Uh, Sony Michel, and you know I get it, but you know at the end of the day, you you got to make a call here, and I just think it it just leads lends itself to uh, Sony Michel getting the nod over Henderson for the bulk of the work, and you know that matters. And it's like like this where we may not get a ton of points uh, from some of these other teams. It, it, it it's it's very questionable if we're if we're gonna get there with some of these teams so i'm just saying folks you know just be being perfectly honest we we may be facing a spot where we need we need to be prioritizing just the rams players because i don't see how seattle slows down the rams passing attack uh with the injuries they've been dealing with and the fact that the offense is even more crippled than usual by not having Tyler Lockett in play. I I just don't see it. I don't see it. And it it's, you know, it is what it is. It's like, I just don't see how they do it. You know, may, maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see the scenario where Seattle's keeping up with the Rams tonight. I don't see it. So that's where I'm at with the game. And that's what I'm saying for this two-game build. Priority, priority is fitting in as many Rams pieces as possible. So all three receivers in play. Kendall Blanton is in uh, at tight end because Tyler Higby's out. He's dirt cheap. He's 2,600. Uh, you know, you got the running backs in play. Uh, I don't like Skoranek as much, uh, but he's dirt cheap as well. But I, I, I don't like it as much as just playing the other receivers on the ramps because all three are going to get work more than Skoranek. They don't even need Skoranek, to be honest. And you don't even need to save the salary because. If you're fading some of these other spots, you could jam in the three main players on uh, the, the three main wide receivers on the Rams and play uh, uh, either Rams running back and you're fine. I- I'm sorry. Th- this is just too, uh, too straightforward of a build. And I don't think enough people are going to just load up. I think they're going to try to mix and match and try to get pieces of the other games. I just think you build for the onslaught and just let the points drop where they may, and they still outscore uh, these other teams. I just don't see where we're getting that many other points from the other teams. And as I said, on the Seattle side, DK Metcalf's getting double teamed. I, I just I just call it as it is. It's like, I think DK get, uh, Metcalf gets double teamed the entire game. It's, it's just way too hard for him to get in open space. And to me, the guy who's going to benefit the most is probably going to be D. Eskridge on the outside because it looks like they'll probably play Freddie Swain as a slot uh, receiver with Lockett out. 
And yeah, they'll move DK in there too to try to shake the coverage, but it hasn't worked that much this year. Teams have kind of caught on to that. I like Lockett's been more effective in the slot. I just don't see uh, Russ being able to have that much time, especially with the amount of pressure that line will face this uh, this uh, this game. I think D. Eskridge at three. Uh, I think he's thirty three hundred or. Uh, I think he's either 3K or 3,300. I, I got to look again. I just think he's just too easy of a play tonight. Um, and on FanDuel, again, similar build. Just fit in all the Rams players because it's just, it's one-way traffic. It is literally one-way traffic all the way through uh, for these builds tonight. There's just no if ands, or buts about it. Like, I, I think the Rams slaughtered the Seahawks tonight. I, I just think it's that easy. So, again, I like Eskridge. Morton Swain. Uh, I know Penny Hart is dirt cheap for showdown contests because um, he's uh, like uh, 200 bucks. Uh, Eskridge would be a thousand in showdown. So, like, again, I'm t- trying to give you guys ideas. Like, I'm loading up for showdown on just Rams players. Uh, so, it's uh, you could play Cooper Cup in the captain, you could play Stafford in the captain. But I'm just saying, uh, you know, just in thought process for the two-gamer and showdown, priorities on the Rams. Bottom line, I don't think anyone else comes close in terms of uh, total point score tonight uh, to the Rams. I think they hammered the Seahawks tonight. So that's where I'm leaning. Uh, I'm not even sure we hit the over in any of these games because I don't see where Seattle's scoring tonight. I don't see the points. I don't see the points. So to me... Priority on Rams, and and we kind of uh, we go from there. I mean, Rams defense definitely in play too, um, uh, but Philly's defense is in play. So, um, yeah, we, let let's get into this second uh, this other game. Um, Philly uh, hosting uh, Washington. Washington, both QBs in COVID protocol, so no Taylor Heineke and no Cal uh, Allen. So you got Garrett Gilbert signed off of the Patriots practice squad. If you're trying to remember who the hell Garrett Gilbert is, he was the Texas QB who basically had one okay-ish year, uh, then horrible second year, then ended up transferring to SMU, and then, you know, you know it, that's how we kind of get on the league. Like, again, this is just like one of those where it's just like, was a big prospect, didn't really pan out in college. Yes, he looked good at SMU, but far lesser competition. There is nothing here with the Washington side that I'm taking with Garrett Gilbert. Like, the guy cannot play. Uh, but point blank, he's actually worse than Nick Mullins uh, skill-wise. So, to me, if I'm bashing Nick Mullins yesterday, there's no way I could possibly uh, uh, support playing Garrett Gilbert. Nick Mullins literally threw, I don't know how he managed to throw the ball uh, have 30 pass attempts. Like, St- Kevin Stefanski deserves to get fired for that game alone. Why is Nick Chubb not touching the ball more? Especially in the first half, when that game was in doubt, and they still nearly pulled it out in spite of the idiotic play calling. And, of course, they get a buzzer-beater field goal uh, for the Raiders to win in a game that Derek Carr almost threw away for the Raiders. Like, the, the, the Browns have only themselves to blame for not giving their uh nick chubb the ball point blank nick chubb needed way more touches than he got yesterday but nick mullins had 30 pass attempts he averaged five yards per attempt 
He barely threw for 150. It, like, like, come on. I don't even think he hit 150 yards passing. It, like, it, it was terrible. It was terrible watching that game. So, again, th- there's no way I can even remotely recommend any Washington pieces in, in terms of uh, pass catchers. A complete fade on Terry McLaurin. Uh, like, yeah, I know like people are like, maybe you go down to DeAndre Cut. No, no, just, just no. This guy didn't even practice with these dudes. Like, they had to sign him off another team because they didn't have any quarterbacks available. Like, so there's no rapport here. This is just like a pickup game where they're just throwing a guy out there and hoping for the best. They're going to run the rock with Antonio Gibson, whom you can play, and try to do dump-offs. So maybe, maybe you can play Ricky Seals-Jones if he just goes out into the flat. But more likely, it'll be Gibson catching passes out in the flat and, and spelled a bit by Jarrett Patterson. And I think they ride Gibson hard uh, because I think Gibson's the only chance they have of winning this game. And even then, I just don't, I don't see how they get to 10 points tonight. I don't see it. I I, like, I'm trying to envision unless, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts just has one of those awful games where he just throws it to the other team uh, for no good reason. I don't see how Philly doesn't cover this nine and a half point spread. Like it just jumped up from four and a half to nine and a half uh, based off of the COVID news over the weekend. And it's justified because, you know, it's not like Taylor Heineke's any good, but like Garrett Gilbert is that bad. Like I, this is literally a guy who has not practiced with this playbook, trying to come in cold and just play on national team. I'm sorry. It's this is, this is a disaster waiting to happen. So to me, playing a lot of Philly defense in my main build, not playing that many pieces from the Philly offense because you don't know what Philly's going to do. Like I could see Jalen Hurts scrambling a bit, but the problem is, is that Philly is very inefficient on offense, in my opinion. So while I do think Philly eventually just breaks through and wears them down, I don't know who it's going to come from. So yeah, Jalen Hurts could hit a pass play, but it's far more likely that the Rams just, no matter what Jalen Hurts eventually ends up getting done, the Rams just outscore them and outscore them by a, a good margin in terms of yardage and points scored. So to me, the priority is just on uh, the Rams players. The The guy I'm targeting is Dallas Goddard because I think he just peppers Goddard with targets and you can still fit in Goddard with the Rams receivers. So I talked about Kendall Blanton, but you don't really need Kendall Blanton if you're playing Goddard, unless you're doing a double tight end build, which to get different, I'm okay with because it's a two gamer. And I hate two. I very much hate both uh, the other sides of the, the underdogs on both sides. So I don't see even blowout script being worthwhile in this one. So to me, Goddard basically lock button play today. Lock button. I, like, I don't see how Goddard doesn't get there because he is the most consistent target Jalen Hurts has been able to hit connect with. And I know Devonta Smith's their best receiver, but Jalen Hurts is so ineffective. I mean, inefficient passing the ball down the field. I think it's harder for Devonta Smith to get there because Washington secondary wise, they've been beat. But again, it relies on Jalen Hurts being on target and you don't know what Jalen Hurts you're going to get. So yeah, could Jalen Hurts get it done and outscore Stafford? Sure. but Given these matchups tonight, I think, honestly, 97 out of 100, uh, 
I think it, because of Seattle's secondary, I think it's so much easier for Stafford to outscore uh, Hurts today. Hurts has to rush for two touchdowns for me to see him outscoring Stafford, unless it's a heavy run Rams game, which is possible. But I, I honestly think it's like, um, yeah, I'm being a little bit uh, t- too overconfident saying 97% of the time. It's really, it's really closer to 75% of the time to 80. 75 to 80, Stafford's going to win the head-to-head point-scoring matchup versus Hurts tonight, based on the matchups tonight. But I don't see the Eagles scoring twenty uh, past 24 points. And I don't see how Washington, Washington gets to 10. Like, both Seattle and Washington, I don't see how they're scoring points tonight. I, don't, I really have a tough time, unless... Philly and the Rams just turned the ball over consistently. I think the both unders are going to hit and both teams are going to, uh, 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 both favorites are going to cover uh, pretty handedly. I think these are going to be two awful games to watch, but realistically, these are the spots you target. If you feel confident in, in, in a landslide matchup. So, you know, that's all I got. Uh, you know, I'm going to get out of here because, uh, I got other stuff to do. So, uh, hopefully that helps you guys in terms of your thought process. Going to get this uploaded. So best of luck tonight and, uh, yeah, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the fantasy throwdown podcast. Be sure to like, and subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and all other major outlets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.